Welcome to the new Earth Architectress, where we'll be exploring together what is an architectress? What is the new Earth? And how is the evolution in consciousness paving the way for your leading role in architecture? I'm your host, Aisha Rose Melody Hassan, and I'm so excited to share with you what's possible when you lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and your divine calling. If you're a woman architect or designer who's hearing a deep call to take your stand as an ancient temple builder of the future, welcome. Now is the time and we are the ones. Hello, hello. Welcome again to the New Earth Architectress podcast. My name is Aisha Rose Melody Hassan, and I am so delighted to serve you, serving you in crossing the threshold into the new paradigm and build the new earth in a way that is aligned with your feminine intuition, with your spiritual superpowers, with your deliciousness, with your, with your flow, with, with, uh, with your soul, with what your soul has come here to do, to accomplish and to relinquish the old forms and, and step into a new way of designing in co in co-creation with nature, with Gaia, with your heart and with your community. Today's uh, in today's episode, I want to talk about how you can use your toolkit of magic, your toolkit of magic to deliver solid project plans your toolkit of magic. You know, we were never taught that we could create magic. We were never taught that our imagination and our intuition could create worlds. We were never taught that. We weren't taught that in architecture school. We weren't taught that in primary school, kindergarten, of course, we may have landed on teachers that opened doors into these worlds. And if you did, you are so lucky. I surely did. And, uh, and they were key anchors uh, for opening the way for my soul's unfoldment. So your toolkit of magic, what is that? What is your toolkit of magic? You know, in, in eons long, long ago, we once knew how to harness the power of our magic. We once knew how to tap into our intuition, into our body's wisdom, that inner knowledge that we carry to make decisions that are most aligned with our health, our joy, our vitality, and, um, and our relations, right? The greater whole, your community, your family, the world. So your toolkit of magic. For me, the magic that I have 
tapped into and continue to tap into in leading my architecture practice is about imagination and intuition. Really making use of these faculties that in many ways have been erased, have been erased um, in the collective consciousness and at least the the the, the waking con- you could say the waking consciousness. Of course, in the subconscious, it's it's existing, um, but this intuition and imagination, the capacity to make use of the two. And there is a distinction between the two. There is a third piece that is inspiration. And uh, I feel through my experience by tapping into the intuition and imagination realms, uh, you receive inspiration for, for property plans, for designs, for your clients, indoor and outdoor spaces. Imagination, let's talk about imagination. Imagination is a, I I almost feel like it's a, um, a fluid material. It is a language. It is a certain, there's a certain plane dimension to imagination. And when you fully make use of it and harness it, work with it, play with it, you can co-create with nature on your client's properties. The nature spirits make, uh, are always using the realm of imagination. And when we tap into our imagination, we can communicate with them and we can receive visions, the most op- visions for the most optimal blueprints on a- any given property. So I'll give you an example. It came to me in the morning. I'm just going to close the window because the, uh, the sounds from outside are distracting. So imagination. Let's say you're on a property, okay? And you're wanting to receive a vision for, again, the most optimal house, garden, community center, library, uh, apartment building, whatever the design may be, it may be a vision for a community. You can tap into your imagination, work with it as a language to communicate with the spirit of the land. And then you can ask, you can ask the spirit of the land for a vision for particular zone spaces on the property based on, um, based on the energetics of each space. Okay. So I'm actually even doing too much explaining right now. When you're out on your property 
or on the property that you're working on for your clients. The most important thing to do before you enter into visioning and co-creating with nature is to tap into your body's wisdom and ensure that your body is in a state of alignment, alignment with earth and sky, that you aren't holding any preconceived ideas about what the building or the garden may that you you know may look like you're entering onto the land in a very calm neutral state and for that you can do listen to your body's wisdom whatever you need to do to get to that state whether it be a walk out in nature doing some breathing exercises doing some movements some dance right dance is really 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 amazing to to get those hips and your core uh, unleashed your core for me i work very very deeply with my core and my sacral and my root uh root of my body that is where the bowl of creation is some women really tune into tune into their womb wisdom for you it may be different you know uh, sometimes i i work predominantly by listening to the energy that is um, streaming through my feet, the soles of my feet, or sometimes I connect with my teeth. The teeth, you know, vibrate often when I'm tuning into the land and energy. So whatever it is for you, and it's your, it's your, your body, and it's your journey, enter into this first, this state of neutrality and start to feel the land with your body. Okay. So that's, that's, that's kind of the preparatory step before you start to pull out all your, your juicy tools, your delicious tools out of your uh, toolkit of magic. So the first one we're pulling out is imagination out of the toolkit. Imagine you're a child and you are playing. You're playing on the land, okay? Children often don't need very much. Just a rock, a stick, you know, maybe a a t-shirt, like whatever it is, a water bottle, whatever it is, they can create worlds with these simple tools, right? These simple objects. All of a sudden, a little room can appear with very simple objects on on uh, on any given in any given space with children. They use their imagination to create worlds. So imagine, like you, like a child, tuning into that that playfulness, that joy, that um, that space of anything is possible. Okay. So that's a really important space and place to be in. You can also tune into your feminine wisdom, that, that, that deep knowing that sense, that feeling, the sensations, the, um, the flow, uh, all of that, that also really helps. Okay. (laughs) So I'll give you an example. Something that streamed through this morning is, for example, imagine you are out on your property, okay? The property that you're working on for your clients. 
And you can imagine, for example, that you have a few boxes, little little uh, chests of gold or little little boxes. These can be imaginary or you can actually bring some boxes onto the land, okay? And you inside each of these boxes, you place some intentions for certain zones, areas on your property that you want certain spaces to manifest in for your clients, whether it be the rose garden, whether it be, you know, the the central gathering space at the hearth, the kitchen of the, the main house. Um, perhaps it's just it's also for the house. Maybe there is a sacred temple space on the land. Maybe there is, um, you know, a factory for um, designing organic clothes. I don't know what that is. But what the, the purpose of this is to receive vision from the spirit of the land for these spaces. Place your intentions into the boxes. I invite you to engage and uh, include your client in these kinds of exercises. And of course, it's it's up to you to design um, design them so that they suit your your own signature energy. And you can involve them in this process of placing their wishes, their intentions for each of their space spaces. Ideally, these spaces are really, their intentions are aligned with their soul's purpose. That they're really clear that they're not trying to satisfy anybody else, satisfy society, satisfy, you know, their family members or this, that this is really the space that brings them the truest highest joy. So imagine you're placing these intentions inside of these boxes, whether they're real boxes or imaginary. And you place a few of them on various locations of the land. Perhaps you have a sense of where the house wants to go, a sense of where the garden wants to go, or maybe that's even going to be um, delivered through vision. As you place these boxes on the land, breathe your shimmering light, your light into these boxes, giving gratitude to the spirit of the land, giving gratitude to all who is involved in trying to maintain the balance and harmony of the place giving gratitude to anyone else that is supporting the project, okay? And then closing those boxes, place them at these various locations on the land. It may also be just one box too. Whatever it may be, whatever it may be, I'm flowing here in the moment, co-create this with me co-create this with me. So imagine that they are now sitting on various locations of the property. And make sure that when you 
are when you write your intentions down that you ask the nature spirits for them to help you in providing a vision for those particular locations on your property. You may want to give an offering at each of those locations or the one, whatever that may be. You can also give imaginary offerings from your heart, holding your hands out and allowing for a gift to arrive from Mother Earth or from your spirit guides. Or perhaps you imagine a beautiful uh, plate of delicious fruits whatever that may be, or healing herbs, or a crystal, and placing that gift before or right, right next to the box. So this, what this does is it says to the nature spirits, I'm ready to communicate with you. The imagination, again, is the language to communicate with them. This is the language they understand. Notice the activity that starts to occur around these boxes. If there is no activity, there may be a hesitancy. So what's activity? How am I going to know if there's what, like, how am I going to know? I've, I've mentioned this before. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned it during one of my podcast episodes or not, but I am not a seer. I am a knower and I am a feeler. I do have inner visions, but they predominantly are, um, initiated by my feelings and my knowing. The knowing also is coupled with some hearing, some hearing of messages and words. So that's that. You may be a seer, you may be hearing, you may be feeling. Um, there's, there's, a, there, and there could be a combination. So, I often also sense movement, a kind of inner movement occurring when there is some activity. Okay, so we're still on imagination here. If there is a hesitancy, so if you don't sense anything, a movement, if you feel like there's things that are still or the energy is still or stagnant, and you could actually go from box to box on the land to compare the receptiveness of the nature spirits on each spot to that box. If there's a hesitancy, there may be some imbalance going on on that particular location of the property. Uh, the nature spirits may not be happy for anything to be built on that particular property, or it may be as simple as divine timing waiting. So 
you could do this, for example, you could sleep one night, you know, closing the boxes with the intention that the next morning, when you go back to the site, you can open the boxes and do a meditation at each box and ask, this, again, the spirit of the land to deliver, to provide, or the nature spirits to provide a vision for that particular location on the property. So these are very, you know, even as I describe it, it's like, oh, it's so simple. And yet, we don't, we don't play enough with the land. And this kind of simple exercise, we may feel, you know, I remember when I first started doing this work, I remember being like concerned about what other people were thinking of me if there were somebody walking by and watching me like open this imaginary box and, um, and do meditation with it, right, and listen to the box or, you know, any other kind of imaginary exercise or geomantic exercise that involved me meditating, standing, doing any kind of what may seem like weird body movements or whatever. You know, I notice. Now, looking back, I was so concerned about what people thought about me, judging me, um, that I look weird, especially in the architecture realm field, right? It's like if there are some builders on their land, oh, my God, what's this woman doing, you know? You know, so I get it. I understand you. And that's why I'm saying such simple exercise like that can feel like a big thing to do, uh, especially when you're incorporating it and weaving it into your design practice. Now, remember, it's so important to be attracting clients that are really open to this work. I'm not saying that it's, it's about dividing the, you know, consciously aware spiritual people with others who aren't I just want to ensure that you are choosing the right projects the right clients that are going to serve you on a very abundant level on all levels okay and serve Gaia and serve the land and serve your clients highest unfolding so back to imagination, these simple things, okay, the nature spirits immediately will, their attention will be drawn to those boxes. And you can give specific instructions. It's our intention to sleep a night and come back early in the morning to receive vision. Again, this is make you would do this, you would do this step before, um, my apologies, you would do this step after you have done some kind of land acknowledgement ceremony. It's really important to make sure that the land is receiving you and your clients well, that you have permission to work with the land before you do anything like this, okay? Next morning, play walk around these boxes, maybe again, do some, oh, do some yoga, do some stretching, dance on the land, maybe do some drumming, um, 
open up all of your creative portals in your body, twist and turn your spine, making sure you're entering this this exercise in a non-rigid form, right? When we're rigid, when we're worried about the project, when we're worried about deadlines, when we're worried about what clients are going to think of you, when you're worried about um, being the best, which often happens with architects and our egos or our minds. Ego is another topic that I think having an ego is not the worst thing. It is part of our unfoldment and the process of becoming independent individuals. Anyway, that's another topic. That's another topic of conversation. So yeah, when your mind is in the way and you're, you're in survival consciousness mode, right? It's really important to play in the moment like children. Okay. Go back to the land the next morning, open the boxes and stay and you know it could be with your clients or alone meditate at those boxes and be open to receive the messages that come through those boxes so this is an example that stream through in the morning to deliver to you it's so simple and so beautiful and helps you to be laser precise with the visions for buildings and gardens that you're going to design on people's properties. Now, how you receive that vision is about, um, right, it's, it's, uh, it, may be, it may be seeing, it may be hearing, it may be feeling it. Um, you could even roll out a map of your property to, to have a bit more focus. You can actually even do this telepathically. Now that I'm thinking about it, you can also do this exercise telepathically. Maybe you're working on a project that is overseas or in a different country, right? So you see what I did here. Imagination, using the tool of imagination to give thanks, gratitude, give an offering, <coughs> insert intentions into these boxes, these imaginary boxes, asking the nature spirits for help and guidance, closing the box, whether it's real or not, then opening the box the next morning. Those movements, those instructions, give the nature spirits clear direction on how to help you. So that's that's really what it's about. If we walk into the property, if we walk into the property with our mindset on a certain vision, which often happens with architects and clients, it's almost like you've put the blinders on, right? You're so bent or you know determined to get this, this and this built without giving any opportunity for the nature spirits to have a voice. You know, that is my role. One of my soul's purposes, one of my main purposes is to be a voice for nature. 
is to be a voice for the nature spirits. They too want to design. They too want to create architecture with you. They get so excited about it. They're so excited about it. So let's really break it down here. We're still working on imagination and how that helps you to bring, to, to laser in on the most solid project plans. It comes often quickly. Sometimes the vision can come again in the next couple days. So don't stress if it doesn't come quickly. Okay. But allow for it to stream through without, again, um, having your mind try to control what comes through. So you may be directed to a certain area on the land and you may immediately get a vision for, let's say, a pond. You may be getting directed to the house and you may immediately get a vision for the form and shape and gesture of the house. You may get some input on how to, on what kind of materials to use. You may get input on the entrance, the main entrance of the property, a plethora of things. And if things are not clear to you when you're in that meditation mode and receiving, you can ask more questions. You can ask for clarification. There are some women, um, and that would be something amazing to explore. And I'm finding I'm working with them a, a lot more. I'm working with my my cards. Um, this, I'll, I'll, I'll show one of my favorites. Knum, number four, master craftsman, creative for, creator of form, organizing principle. These are the uh, Anubis. This is the Anubis Oracle deck by Nikki Scully and Linda Starwolf. I'm pretty sure she collaborated with Nikki on this one. And these are the Neteru of the ancient Egyptian pantheon. Um, here's Anubis. Here's Hathor. And I've been... I haven't been using these cards for project decisions, although I'm finding I, I recently have been using them for decisions around my business. You know, they're very present. They're very present. The ancient Egyptian gods, the gods and goddesses of the ancient Egyptian pantheon are very present. And I don't want you to think, oh, it's like, oh, Egyptian, ancient Egypt, you know, these are the these are energies that are very present and supporting the rising of the feminine, uh, the unfolding and awakening of humanity. Here's Toth, illumination, architect of wisdom, number nine. Toth is uh, directly connected to our higher. The, the capacity of higher self to receive wisdom from our higher self. Here's Osiris. Regeneration, transmission, trans, <laughs> transmission, transmutation and beauty. Hmm. So 
what was I getting at there? If you need clarification, you can use your divination cards as well. You can use your pendulum. You can even use your finger over a map and feel when you get shivers on your arm or feel a kind of pulse on your arm, knowing when that's the right spot on the map. You can use your teeth, your feet, you can dance on the land and allow your body to stop where it's the right spot. So I'm really opening it up here in terms of the possibilities. And we got to bring this work in women to how we build buildings, how we create. And so there may be a large part of the population who think, well, that's all airy fairy and fluffy. And, you know, what do we do when it comes down to building regulations, uh, building restrictions, site restrictions? Well, what if you do if you can't build there? And trust me, I know about all those. And in the Sacred Blueprint online course and a program, actually, that I'm going to be uh announcing very soon a group vessel pm me email me if you're interested it's beginning uh in uh, in october uh, based on the sacred blueprint we get into all that nitty-gritty but the first stage the first foundations that you plant with your clients and with the property are going to determine the whole trajectory of the project whether it's whether it's successful or not. Otherwise, you're going to run into all kinds of problems, whether it be building permits, whether it be um, construction, whether it be finances, whether it be just not finding the right design. You remember those projects? And maybe you're even working on one right now with clients where it's like never ending. It's like they just don't know how to decide. And of course, like the the way I said, it's like blaming them. It may not have, you know, it may not be them only. It could be you. It could be you not firming up the design. Um, Maybe you're not in the right position of leadership. It could be the land who's super angry and is like, nobody consulted me. So I'm just going to make this whole process super stressful for all of you. Gaia can do that. It's not all rainbows and butterflies, as I always say, you know, you got to take the land seriously. Otherwise, especially the nature spirits will cause trouble. There are all kinds of stories about the nature spirits, about, um, you know, if 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 a magic tree, if a special fairy tree has been cut down to build a road, um, I think there were stories in Ireland about that. Where the you know in that particular location, there's so many car accidents. So all the spiritual work people is really practical. It's really practical, and I'm not saying we have to tiptoe around nature. Oh, protect this tree. Oh, protect that. Oh, don't touch this. Oh, you know, like the kind of, there's a whole stream of architecture, which I do respect in many ways where it's like, oh, we've got to be so delicate on the land and like barely touch, touch the earth and, you know, very floating architecture. And sometimes that can be really beautiful. There's a, a great architect, I forget what his name was in Australia, that's doing a lot of 
that was doing, and I think he's still working, some very light structures on the land. And some that may be what the spirit of the land needs. But I don't want you all to shy away from building your solid temples, women. Temples that are going to last. Temples that are going to be beacons of light and communication portals with the cosmos. Communication portals with Gaia. In order to anchor in the new earth grid. We need the solidity as well. We need that anchor as well because this this planet is transforming at such an, an I don't want to use the word alarming, but it's fast. It's at, it's at a fast rate. So we do need the grounding and architecture can bring that grounding with solid foundations. And the key is to co-create with your imagination to deliver these solid plans to your clients. And perhaps you're working on your own property as well. And you want to experiment with all this work. What other things can be in your magic tool, your toolkit of magic? I mean, again, your body's wisdom, your intuition, that force, that flood of creativity, your sexual power. So much of our sexual power has been repressed. And I've been discovering more and more in the temple of Artemis in Ephesus has unleashed a whole other layer of sexual power. And that's ultimately creation, right? Creativity. It's not just about sex. It's about creation and allowing streams of... um, the universal life force energy to flow through your body, to receive vision, to be the temple that you are meant to be. Temples are anchors to hold universal life force energy, to be representatives and hold certain energies. Temple of Osiris, Temple of Hathor. They all have different energies but they're all connected to the one. Who else is here? Yeah, Gnome, Anubis. And working with the alchemy, working with the the five sacred elements. And of course, in feng shui and other traditions, there may be more elements, but it's, it's all part of the same thing. So... What else is part of your your toolkit of magic? I ask you that question. What do you think is part of your toolkit of magic to build the new earth? To build in a new way that is so true to your divine feminine and divine masculine. So true to your soul, so true to your body and your joy and your soul's purpose. Send me a message. Tell me what you what you think your your toolkit of magic is. It may take some remembering and it may it may bring up a lot of emotion for you. It's not something that you know I was able to tap into confidently 
for a long time. Somewhere in my childhood, it got cut off. I started to get too scared of what other people were thinking of me. And I retracted in many ways. And that manifested with illness. It manifested with separating, separating myself from other people in certain ways. Not being confident with my voice and speaking my truth. What is it for you? Now I'm going to show you how you can use your, your uh, toolkit of magic to work on the most optimal blueprints for your clients. And I'm really excited. I'm, I'm designing a group, group vessel uh, that's going to be about all of that. And we are going to use the, the power of the group. We're going to work with land visioning, journeying to the land telepathically. We are going to awaken our, our creative juices and remember, remember how to use our magic again to build the most beautiful temples that are going to heal this planet So tell me, what's in your toolkit? I want to know. I hope this was helpful. Until next time. Thank you for tuning into the new Earth Architectress. It's my intention to inspire more women architects and designers to come out of hiding and unleash their intuitive powers to lead a prospering design practice aligned with spirit and their divine calling while making a powerful impact on earth. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review on iTunes, and share this episode with women who you know are feeling the nudges to take the big leap and bridge spirit with design. You can find out more about me and the New Earth Architect Dress Movement by visiting AishaRoseMelodyHassan.com. Until next time, gule gule.